Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, alongside my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we have got a great week of baseball content to talk about coming at you. A lot of stuff going on across college baseball, Major League Baseball. It has been an exciting couple of weeks as the NCAA baseball tournament has been narrowed down to the final eight teams going to Omaha for the College World Series. Trey, we did a preview of the College World Series a couple of weeks ago. Uh, some of our predictions have held up. Some of them have not. My pick to win the whole thing is out. Yours is still in. Neither of our or some of our upset picks did not end up working out, although a couple of them came very, very close. What is your overall impression of this NCAA tournament over the, the first two weekends? Um, Wake Forest is going to win the whole thing. Um, I'm really upset about the Texas loss because I had them there and they were the weirdest, the weirdest ninth inning I've ever seen in my life to end a baseball game. Um, Oral Roberts being there. Did I, see, I couldn't remember if I know I called Campbell, but did I also call Oral Roberts getting there? I thought one of us did. I don't know. I don't think either of us did. No, I don't okay. think so. Maybe not, but shout out to them. That, that was a fun series. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, credit to UVA for getting through. They were they went down one nothing and then two dominant games against Duke. Uh, but I I think there's a clear number one and everyone's playing for second. It it really feels like at this point. Yeah, Wake Forest has been extremely dominant in the first two weekends in their regional that they hosted in Winston Salem and then their super regional against Alabama, which was a very good baseball team. Uh, they have been extremely dominant they have not lost a game yet so they went undefeated in the regional weekend they beat alabama two games to none in super regionals they have scored in double digits in all but one game so far this tournament and that was the uh first game against alabama last weekend and then in game two the elimination game that sent wake forest to the college world series they won that game 22 to 5 i mean this team has been so dominant and a lot of the times you know i'm weary of picking the, the number one overall seed or the favorite team because I feel like that's a lot of pressure on them. They don't always deliver. It's the popular pick. You don't want to go with the popular pick all the time. But Wake Forest has really proved themselves. And I I don't see any way that anyone can beat them right now because they have just looked so good so far this tournament. And I mean, the, the, the series win against Alabama is just huge. Yeah, I mean... They also have the best player maybe in the country in Rhett Lauer, who's 15-0 with a 1.08 ERA um, in 17 appearances. They have another starter, is Seth Keener, that's 7-1 with a 1.79 ERA. Um, I mean, that's your two, your your two, you know, and then Sean Sullivan coming in with a 2.47 ERA. Like, they have a lot of good pitching, and their bats are for real. They're a complete team, and Brett Lauder is the real deal, like the real, real deal as a pitcher. Uh, going fifteen and zero on the year. Oh, I forgot about Josh Hartel, who's eleven and one on the year. So they, they just have so many good pitchers, so much 
so much depth. It's it's insane. Yeah, a really, really good team. And they are the number one seed overall. And now they are the favorites in Omaha. The final eight teams, it is Wake Forest. And in their bracket, as things get started this week, it'll be Wake Forest, LSU, Stanford, and Tennessee. And the other bracket is Florida, Virginia, Oral Roberts, and TCU. So we got to give a shout out to the Virginia Cavaliers from the Commonwealth, making it to their sixth college world series and all of those have come since 2009 so they've been a, a really good team over the past decade or so uh and they've really developed into one of the top programs in college baseball they of course won a championship back in 2015 uh they're just a really really talented team and a solid program throughout the years and they're keeping that going with another trip to omaha another big shout out to a commonwealth team george mason they had a really good showing in the regionals they unfortunately got put in the winston-salem regional which means they were up against the number one team in the country, Wake Forest. They had to play them in the first game of that weekend, and they lost 12 to nothing, so not a good way to start the tournament. But then they go into the elimination bracket, and they beat Northeastern 11-3. to The next day, they beat Maryland 11-10. to That was a very good game. It was not looking good for George Mason for a little bit. Maryland was a very talented team this year, but George Mason won that game 11-10. to So they win two straight games and get put back in the regional championship but then they lost 15 to one to Wake Forest, who again is just so dominant. So a really good showing by George Mason overall, going from a, a shutout in their first game to making it back to the regional championship game, uh, a solid showing for George Mason and a great season for them. They ended up, I mean, a 10 championship, really good outing in the in the regional. Um, so that that's a season to be proud of for the Patriots. Yeah, absolutely. And another Commonwealth team, if UVA does go on to win the national championship, it'd be two teams from Virginia that would win a national championship in baseball as right down the road for me, literally right across the street, University of Lynchburg Hornets actually won the D3 national championship in baseball. They defeated Johns Hopkins in three games. Uh, shout out to them. So that, that, that was cool to see um, in the area, seeing a local team win the national championship. So, you know, Virginia could be the home of baseball. Uh, obviously squirrels are here, but, uh, no professional team or no major league team, but it, it could be the home for college baseball with, uh, the way that, uh, they could hold two of three national championships. If it, if UVA is able to pull this off, that'd be a pretty big deal. That would be a pretty big deal. Uh, another state that was hoping to be a uh, three P champions was Mississippi. Of course, Mississippi state and Ole Miss are the past two NCAA champions and Southern Miss was looking to make a run this year. They were my upset pick uh they ended up making it out of the regional they were in the auburn regional they won that they made it to super regionals where they hosted tennessee and it went to game three and they ended up losing so the southern miss eagles will not make it to omaha that was my uh my wild card or upset pick and i thought i really thought there was a chance they were going to make it there but they came up just short and as you mentioned a few minutes ago, Texas was one of your upset picks against Stanford in the Super Regionals. And I got to say, I feel so bad for that right fielder for Texas because that has got to be the worst weirdest way to lose a game. I didn't see anything else that happened that inning. I just saw so the So let me play. explain to you this ninth inning. So the Pac-12 player of the year comes up. I blank on the guy's name. It is a tie game in the bottom of, bottom of the ninth. He hits a shot, and everyone in that stadium, thought it was a home run. Sanford is running onto the field. It's a, It bounces off the wall. So 
the only the the left fielder realizes it and quickly gets the ball. Luckily, the batter quickly enough realized it and was able to get the second. But everyone there thought it was a home run. So that's the first at bat. Then it's two outs, and the ball gets shot up into the side. And this is obviously in California because this is in Stanford. And it, the only person who could see the ball apparently is the second baseman. Second baseman is trying to sprint to get to the ball. The center fielder and the right fielder have no idea where the ball is. The ball just drops. Stanford scores and wins the game and goes to the College World Series. Literally the craziest half inning I've ever seen in my life. And it was entertaining. I was watching that and Sunday Night Baseball at the same time because it was Yankees Sox and watching the Yankees get the dub. It was it was great. I feel so bad for that player for Texas because he, he just loses the ball up in the lights oh, that... and it fell right in front of him. Yeah, it was Sunday night. I'm trying to be sure. Yeah, I just I just can't imagine. You know, your season on the line, you have a shot at going to the College World Series, and the ball just drops right in front of you. I can't imagine what that feels like. So, I feel really bad for him. But of course, congratulations to Stanford. They made it to Omaha. So, a uh, great year for their program, and they're of course looking to bring home a national championship. Uh, one last thing in the College World Series before we move on to Major League Baseball. Oral Roberts has been a really entertaining team to watch, especially their Super Regional Series against Oregon. It was at Oregon, and it was a, a very, very good matchup. Very, you know, evenly matched, I would say. Uh, Oregon came back from down 8 nothing in Game 1, ended up winning that game 9-8. to And then in Game 2, Oral Roberts hit a walk-off to send it to game three and then game three was a back and forth game both teams scoring runs a couple of lead changes uh oral roberts ended up taking the lead for good late in the game but oregon had a couple times where they had the bases loaded or they had runners in scoring position and they just couldn't deliver so you never you never felt like it was safe for oral roberts it was always a shot that oregon was gonna end up coming back and winning that game but they ultimately did not and oral roberts is now moving on to the college world series so you love to see that you love to see when a, a small program like that ends up making it to the College World Series. And I think they were actually a four seed in their regional the first weekend. So, you know, they, that's the lowest seed in the regionals. And they are now in Omaha. They're only the third four seed to make it to Omaha in the in the history of the tournament. So that's really impressive. Yeah, I know Fresno was one, and they actually won the national title. Um, Can't remember the other one off the top of my head. It was uh, Fresno State and Stony Brook. Stony Brook was the other four seed. Fresno State and Stony Brook, the only two four seed teams to make it to the College World Series before Oral Roberts. So that's really impressive. There we go. Look at that. Great research. College World Series gets started this Friday. I'm excited. It's going to be a fun. uh, How long is the actual College World Series? Like a week and a half, right? Yeah. And you know where you can listen to it? I'm guessing CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg. Yep, and the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app for all our listeners out there. As uh, If I can remember, I'll post it on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. There you go. All right, the moving episode on. Of this, the episode of the this show, by the way, is what yeah. I was referring to. Yeah, I got you. Moving on to Major League Baseball. Uh, one of the biggest stories of the season so far has been the Oakland A's and their relocation plans after they bought a space in las vegas they plan on moving the team there now a's fans are staging a reverse boycott to show the owner that they still love and care about this team they staged it 
Yeah, they they staged a reverse boycott where basically they just went to the game. Um, and they, I think it was around 30,000 fans showed up to the game on Tuesday night. They ended up winning against the Rays for their seventh straight win. So not only do they have a bunch of fans in attendance, but they win the game. Seven straight is, as of this recording on Wednesday night, it is the longest winning streak in Major League Baseball right now, the longest active winning streak. And they beat the Rays, who are the best team in baseball. So you got a team who is on the verge of leaving and fans decide, hey, we're going to show you that we do care about this team. We don't want you as the owner because you're just trying to get money. You don't care about us. You don't care about the team. We're going to show you that we care about the team. And they came out to support the team. And I think it's a really cool story. And they won the game. They they are on the verge of sweeping the best team in baseball. Like the worst team. They're not the worst team in baseball anymore. It's now the Kansas City Royals. They've won seven games in a row. And they came back down one nothing. The Drakes were up one nothing. They came back and won. Fans actually threw trash on the field after it. But uh, I I want to add to this: the Nevada State Senate is are is passed a, a three hundred eight million three hundred eighty million dollar bill bill to help fund the proposed stadium for the A's to move to Vegas. Oakland appears to be wanting to invest, like the, but they just want different ownership. Like they're like. If you build a winning product, we'll build you a team like an arena or a stadium. Right. And uh, the A's don't. And that's why fans weren't showing up is they were not building a winning winning program on purpose. It was very uh, – I heard Jeff Passon say this on the Pat McAfee show. Uh, it's not like Moneyball. It's like Major League. It's like literally exactly. the story of Major League. It's exactly what it the is. The owner wants to not care about the team and send them to Miami. But in this, the owner does not care about the team and wants to send them to Vegas. Like I remember I, – I, all right, so I've seen a bunch of comments on social media saying, you know, why weren't the fans going to games all along? Or maybe if they had done this the whole time, they wouldn't be leaving. an awful baseball team. Exactly. It's a terrible it's, product. It's so much – like, it's easy to look at the attendance in Oakland and say, oh, yeah, they don't have good fans. They're going to go somewhere else whether they'll have higher attendance and make more money. But it's a lot deeper than that because ownership has, first of all, put together a very bad team. So it's not a team that people want to watch. And second of all, they have made it harder to get to games. You know, they, they've raised prices. I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there was a, a season ticket holder who told his experience to a newspaper and said, you know, they've continuously raised prices and put them in worse seats. They haven't given them, you know, the same seats that they've had for years, but they have to, they're, they're raising prices for worse seats. So the ownership is not making it easy to go to games. It's not, they're not making it good or fun to go to games. So yeah, fans aren't going to go. So this whole reverse boycott, I think it's a great idea by the A's. I unfortunately don't think it's going to work i think it you know everything's pretty much a done deal but good for ace fans you know showing that they still love this team and that they're going to be really pissed off when they leave so uh updated tweet um basically the uh the nevada state senate presumably will approve the, the amended bill it will get signed by the governor and then basically um basically uh, it comes down to the MLB owners signing off on it. Rob Manford has his press conference tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see how this shakes out. So I'm gonna f- I, f- I feel for the city of Oakland because they're literally about to lose their last team. Yeah. If, and, and if you want to look at this, they try to move to San Jose. 
and the Giants technically hold that area based off the MLB Constitution. It's a weird rule. So the Giants blocked it. Then you have, they try to move to other places. Oakland never provided the funding until until now, but they also said we would provide the funding if you have different ownership. So it it's a failure on so many levels that these fans, like, they should have been playing this stadium for a decade plus. Yeah. Um, and it is ironic as heck on the night that the Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. And that scene in Vegas is awesome. And I think Vegas deserves a baseball team. Like, it does. Expand. It just, yeah, expansion, it just not relocation. Shouldn't be, yeah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the Oakland Athletics. Like, take the Tampa Bay Rays. Like, the Tampa Bay Rays yeah. deserve to be relocated <laughs> because they also produce a great product but don't have fans show up. So either, True. like... They need a new stadium. Or to relocate. Or relocate. But I, I would... I don't like, know, preferably okay. a new stadium. Let me, I, I, I don't want any team to relocate. That's not fair. Like, that's, that's wrong. But if we were making a draft of teams to relocate, the number one pick is the Tampa Bay Rays. It's yeah. not the Oakland A's. Yeah. The Oakland A's are a really good fan base. They uh, are. Friend of the program, Danny Vietti, was there last night, like, talking to people. And it was cool to see, like, inside the stadium how people are reacting. And thank God they won. Like, yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. Like, to beat the best team in baseball, to finally, to finish the seven-game win streak, and to become not the worst team in baseball, it was awesome. Yeah, really cool. Really cool. Uh, another team who is close to the worst team in baseball is the St. Louis Cardinals, who we both picked to win the National League Central this year. They started off poorly, and we said, well, you know, it's the beginning of the season. They're just working through some things. They'll get there. They're too talented to be this bad. But no, it is middle of June. The Cardinals are bad. They are a bad baseball team, and I don't know that that's going to change this 15 season. 15 games under five. And and today was the perfect example of it. They were up three runs going into the ninth inning against the Giants to avoid the sweep. And they said a stat on the broadcast that the Giants had more hits, hits in this series. It was something on the lines of the Giants had more hits in the series than the Cardinals had plate appearances with runners in scoring position. It's like they had 21 runners in scoring position and the Giants had like 23 hits. Uh, it, it was some insane stat. So ninth inning comes in this game. And they're, they're excuse me, they're up two going into the ninth. They blow it. And then they give up not just one run in the 10th, three runs in their 10th. And then they have the heart of the order come up, and their two best players both strike out. Yeah, that's not good. And Arenado was up with a tying run as the tying run at the plate. I just i i don't I don't know what is happening. Like they have the talent there. You know, you look at this team on paper. You have last year's MVP Paul Goldschmidt, who's not having a bad year. You have and the guy who finished second. Yeah, you have. Nolan Arenado, right? who's also not having a bad year. You got Nolan Gorman, who's pretty good. So many players on this team should be good, and I just don't, I just don't know what is happening that's making this team 
not work out because on paper, it's a very good team. So their average in hitting, like 15th in batting average, um, 11th in slugging, 14th in on base, 13th in runs, but they're tied for 24th in quality starts, 29th in batting average allowed, a 27th in whip, and they're 18th in earned run average. Their pitching has been atrocious. Yeah. Their pitching has been bad. And you thought they had a good rotation. Like, that's insane. Yeah. I I really, I've, I've lost hope on them at this point. You know, maybe they'll be able to turn around enough for a wild card well, birth. Well, they're also in a terrible division. Yeah, they are, which, so, makes it, which makes it even worse, though. Because, like, who's... Who's in this division that's so good that they're better than the Cardinals? The hey, Pirates. shout out to the Pirates are still there. So they're only not like to put in perspective, they're nine games out of first place. And they're 15 games under 500. The Yankees, who are 10 games above 500, are eight games away, eight games out of first. <laughs> like that oh, just shows gosh. how bad this division is. The Pirates are sitting at 34 and 31. And are so bad. Not... So they could still do it, but it's not good. Um, yeah, it's them, the Padres, the Mets, as the three most disappointing teams in baseball. Yeah. I just saw a stat as I'm watching the Subway Series game. The top seven payroll teams are all not making the postseason as it sits right now, except the Dodgers here, the NL wild card. It is a huh. very weird season. Yeah. It is a very weird season. It is. It's things are things are not working out the way we thought they would. <laughs> but it's fun. Yeah. That makes it fun. Got a lot of injuries around Major League Baseball right now, including your favorite player star, the New York Yankees, Aaron Judge. He's on the injured list right now. The Astros have a couple of key players out now with injuries, and uh some of them out for the whole year even um actually you know jacob Degrom is out for the whole year i don't think we've gotten a chance to talk about that since that happened uh undergoing tommy john surgery so disappointing first season with the rangers for jacob Degrom. uh lance mccullers is going to be out for the year for the astros jordan alvarez is out right now and of course aaron judge as we mentioned out for the yankees although i don't think he's going to be out too long so you don't have to really worry yeah about he that, did run into a wall and it broke so that that I mean, might cause an injury he's he, yeah he basically stubbed his toe really bad. <laughs> like essentially like the toe injury is like stubbing your toe really bad. Um so we'll see. Uh I think the Astros losing McCullers and Alvarez is big loss for them. I mean, they're in a fight for their their division with Texas, who is despite the DeGrom injury, still, you know, forty one and twenty five third best record in baseball or in the in the uh the American League. So I think um that that's two big losses for them. Yeah. Hopefully I, I assume they still play Judge. Um yeah, it, it's typical. DeGrom getting hurt, you got, you feel for him, but it's why I didn't pick him to win the Cy Young is cuz he always gets hurt and this is Tommy John. This is very serious. Um you know, despite the Mets' struggles, they could argue they'll be off of Verlander and and uh, Serger's money the next couple of years because they'll retire. Texas might be trapped with 
you know, DeGrom and his injury, similar to what Washington's kind of in with Strasburg, who is essentially like we probably won't ever see him pitch again because that's something that happened before since we last talked about the last update was like we probably won't ever see him pitch again. So, yeah. But, you know, it happens. Injuries happen. Uh, For the guys that are coming back this year, like Alvarez, Judge, you rather it happen now than in August or September. So, um, you know, it's never good, but at least it's happening now in the middle of June rather than close to playoff time. Uh, Trey, do you know how many players have ever hit 20 home runs in a season and struck out 100 batters in a season? Zero. It's about to be one. Actually, it is one. Oh, and he's, done it, he's done it three times now. Shohei Otani, the past three years, has hit 20 home runs and struck out 100 batters. Um, and I think that's why he is at the top of the list for American MVP. League MVP ranks. He get his second. Uh, Judge is second. Frank, this is according to MVP, uh, MLB.com. Wander Franco, Trevor Sim- Simeon, Bo Bichette. You know, your boy, Ronald Acuna Jr., who... Is playing really, really well. It seems like he's finally back to his full self, coming off the ACL tear. Um, that's cool to see. Uh, but you know, you, you bring up Otani, and I, I wanted to ask you this: like Buster only said today, uh, the latest thing was like the A's or the Angels are going to keep him because this is he said like this could be the best Angels team since uh two since they went to the World Series, which they're one game out of the playoff spot. They're 38 and 31. They're actually playing really good baseball. The yeah. AL the AL is just insane this year. Cause the O's are sitting at 42 and 24 and are gonna be a wild card team. And the, the AL are, is stacked. Yeah. Despite that, just because of the return they can get, and they do have a franchise guy, is it a mistake rolling the dice and keeping him this year? knowing you're probably the heavy underdog in re-signing him. That has to be like a like a true game-time decision. You know, trade deadline day comes, you look at where you are in the standings. If you really think you've got a shot to make a playoff run. I think if you think you can win the World Series, that's your old. Like, if you think you this team can him. win the World Series, you keep him. Yeah. If you don't, you trade him. Like I think that's that is the decision they have to make. If they're if they're in a playoff spot, like if if they're in the wild card spot on trade deadline day, they can't trade him. You I can't, agree. You can't get rid of him at that point. But if you're if a few it, games out, then maybe. Because I does, you would get a massive return. If it does what the Angels have done, and the, you know the it they suck again. Yeah. Then, like, that's insane. Like, so at this point, I'm sitting at the fact that they're going to keep him. I think that he will be an angel the rest of this year. I kind of felt that all year. But, God, $600 million. Like, that's a that's a big risk. Like, trading the assets yeah. and giving $600 million is also a real big risk. That's insane. That, yeah. Like that that is the biggest storyline the next two plus months. Oh, for sure. Um, what do you think? Like you I think, think he stays? I think that I don't think they trade him. No, I think I don't think they trade him this season. I think they keep him through the end of the season, but I don't think he's gonna re sign with the Angels. I you know, 
Yankees, Dodgers, I think, got to be in the running. Padres, maybe. Um, but I don't think he resigns with the Angels. I, you know, I know you've been saying you think he goes to the Dodgers, stays in Los Angeles. I could definitely see that. I wouldn't be, you know, I had a friend who said maybe he goes to the Red Sox and links up with a friend there. Um, but I don't, I don't know that. All right, I, so, I don't think that he's going to resign with the Angels. That's not going to happen. So this is when baseball needs to like be smart and do uh, get the tinfoil hats on and get them to one or two teams. And it's either the Dodgers or the Yankees. And I'm not saying that because I'm a Yankees fan. No. But it's good for the sport. Yeah, yeah like, I 100% agree with you. I don't think he's going to the Yankees because he could have already been a Yankee and he said no. Yeah. So like... That's why I say the Dodgers. I think the reason the Dodgers didn't resign Scherzer, didn't go after Verlander, didn't make any moves this past offseason, like any big moves. They went after, like, they got, they made these, like, Jason Hayward they went after, JT Martinez, like, they, you know, they obviously traded for JD. Um, right? They traded for JD Martinez. Or they signed, yeah. No, he opted out. He opted out and they signed him, right? Right. Okay. I'm trying to remember things. Too much is going on in my life. But is they want Otani. And Otani, I think, likes LA. I think he stays on the West Coast because he it's easy for him to get easier to get him get to Japan if he's on the West Coast. Can you imagine? I th- I think the Dodgers or the Padres are both very good bets, but can you imagine for a second? He signs with the Red Sox to team up with his team Japan teammate Masataka Yoshida. And then, for the next 10 years, we get Judge versus Otani in the biggest rivalry in baseball. That'd that be awesome. would be amazing. That would be awesome. Um, but I do not want to watch my kids play like Joey <laughs> Otani a ton of times each year. That would be amazing, I'm though. Good. If, that, I'm if we good. got nope. that for the next 10 years, that should be what every baseball fan wants. That's a good thought. That's a good thought. So if you were the GM of the Los Angeles Angels, is I, and I know I'm not re-signing him, unless like I'm 100% sure, like or I can't be 100% sure you would win the World Series. I have very confidence this team could win the World Series. I'm trading him. Because the hole I can get for him would probably win me a World Series the next 10 years. You're not wrong. It probably would. But, but it's show him. I just... It's I just can't imagine the reaction if if it's literally they like trade trade, him. it's like trading LeBron James like it'd yeah. be like trading LeBron like yeah or trading like Juan Soto think... did get traded last year so who knows yeah I mean it's not it's not impossible if you I just, ask me at I don't this point if once well, the Nats are bad all right we have two minutes left in the Zoom so I guess I should wrap up any any more things that we I think we get no. all our bullet points yeah. Oh, do you think Luis Rice will hit 400 this year? Is, I'd like to see is, it. I would like to see it, but someone's gone hitting four over 400. Yeah, is it like 397 right now? I'd like to see it, but I don't know that if he can that he can keep it up all season. That's him hitting such a this well this year do. makes me feel better that he won. Like, makes me okay with him winning the batting title last year and preventing Judge from getting the triple crown. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. As mentioned, you can connect with us at Foul Ball Area 
at Mackins News, at Trey Lyle VT, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Also, check us out on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg page. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.